junkies and nerds out there that just love finding out more information on how you can be a badass at the gym and get the pump because the pump is very important actually i remember when i was younger just starting to weight lift this is just going to express to you how important the pump is if you're working out okay so listen up even if you don't care that much about the pump it's it's very important that you know what it does and what it can help you achieve and it's more than just about the pump it's of course if it, it it blows the muscle up but it's a feeling that you get that is beyond comparison and i'll get to that so anyways yes when i was younger just starting to weight lift one of the most amazing things was lifting the weights and the magic of watching a body part start to swell up like doubling in size almost filling full of blood like a balloon it would blow up and expand in size and volume and it became like addictive to me honestly and if anybody knows Arnold Schwarzenegger out there. I'm sure many of you probably know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is, have heard of him. You may not have seen Pumping Iron. It was like one of the first movies he ever did. It was a documentary back when he was a bodybuilder before he was a movie star. And if you saw this Pumping Iron movie, I don't even need to say anything. You already know what I'm going to talk about. But he was interviewed in Pumping Iron And you heard Arnold talk about the pump because they questioned him about it. And he compared the pump to the feeling of calming. I am calming all day long when I'm in the gym. I'm lifting weights and the pump is like coming. And then I'm going home having sex and coming. So I'm coming all day long and I am in heaven. That is what he said in the documentary. In heaven. From the pump. He compared it to sex, to to actually getting off. Isn't that amazing? Well, I can say, I can confirm with Arnold that it is an, it's an amazing feeling. I wouldn't say it's being in heaven every day. I think he went a little overboard there, but hey, that's him. If that's his experience, great. But I can say confirmation. Learning to get a pump in the gym from your workouts on whatever muscle you are after to get that pump in is an oh-so-good feeling. The longer you live, the more you chase it and you want it. You want better pumps. And there's scientific data. It has muscle building properties. So it's not just about the feeling and seeing your muscle swell up with blood in it. It actually is doing something. More blood equals more oxygen, equals more nutrients, equals muscle growth. 
Because obviously, if you're lifting to where you're getting a pump, you're probably getting micro tears in the muscle, and there's fresh blood and oxygen and nutrients there, so that's going to help with growth. This is all good. So first, if we're going to talk about getting the best pump, and maximizing blood flow and making changes during your workout to get the the best thing here as far as pump goes. Let's talk about hydration. It's often overlooked when people talk about getting good workouts and pumps. Water is the main thing contributing. Why? Well, your body is mostly damn water, your muscles, your blood. It's like the number one component in your body that's making you up. Seriously. So being dehydrated will screw you. You're chasing maximum blood flow. So you got to have it. You must be hydrated. Start thinking more about getting more water in. Don't be dehydrated if you're going for a workout. Drink before your workouts. Drink during your workouts. Keep the water in there. The sodium, potassium, magnesium pump. This is another thing that some people will discredit, but it is highly and well known that electrolytes are needed for life as well as water. So they go along hand in hand, but I'll get to that in a minute. Before I do that, go into sodium, potassium, magnesium, all that electrolyte bullshit, hydration was the most important thing. First thing. So I just wanted to make sure you know that. Stay hydrated. You'll get better workouts. You get better pumps. You'll feel better. Now, hydration is tied to also water weight that you hold on to that may make you a little puffy or something of that sort and you don't like it and yada yada so I mean hey it's one of the things you do have to deal with with staying hydrated you'll hold more water if you like being gaunt and dehydrated and looking that way then don't go looking for a pump and getting a great workout because being dehydrated doesn't give you these things let's talk about carbs next like people are always doing the ketogenic diet you know cutting all carbs out well that flattens your muscles let's get into why and how it's great to burn fat if you're doing a ketogenic diet maybe some other medical reasons are why you would be doing a ketogenic diet like you're having seizures on a regular basis some people have issues with that or they have an autoimmune disease where cutting carbs out lessens the side effects of their autoimmune disease or cuts them out completely or you have cancer it's been proven that doing a ketogenic diet can actually starve off cancer now not everybody's going to agree with that and the medical community definitely does not want you to know about it they would much rather you do chemotherapy and radiation and put money in their pockets because that's just too easy, right? They don't want you to just cut out carbs and beat your cancer. 
Not saying that it will beat all cancers. Don't take that as an absolute, but it has been proven that it can starve off certain cancers. So, don't be eating a bunch of sugar and bullshit. Processed carbs when you have cancer. Clean up your diet. Try going ketogenic and look into other homeopathic ways to cure cancer. Anyways, we're talking about pumps here. So, yes, ketogenic diet can help you lose weight. A lot of it's going to be water weight initially. But yes, then you start losing fat because carbs hold onto a lot of water, right? Yeah. So, you're not going to get pumps if you cut out your carbs. Carbs bond with water and sodium in your muscle and in your blood. That increases your size, your strength, and makes you have pumps. It's good to actually increase sodium intake if you're doing a keto diet. Carbs, like 60 to 90 minutes before a workout, can be great if you're limiting or almost trying to cut them out for weight loss. So maybe you're just having a carb meal before your workout so you can, like I said, 60 to 90 minutes before so it can load into the body and be accessible in your bloodstream or your muscles for the workout so you can actually get a goddamn pump because you don't have any carbs any other time. Or maybe you take in a carb meal the night before at dinner and you don't have carbs any other time. These are for people that are doing, you know, more extreme diets. Otherwise, you're not cutting carbs out and just trying to eat clean carbs. Get away from processed carbs. Okay. So, 50 to 100 grams before workout. That's about perfect with water, salt, sodium. You know what I'm saying? Salt and sodium, same thing. Uh, They're a major electrolyte. They go well with... uh, carbs and water they all bond together so that's some of the accepted math like um, every three grams of carbs you take in it bonds to three ounces of water so you can see where a lot of weight in your body comes from if you're eating a lot of carbs your scale will fluctuate a lot with carbs going up and down in your diet so a side note there one of the best carbs is White rice. Yes. Many physique competitors, guys and girls, know that a tried and true way to keep from flattening out during their harsh diets they do to compete is white rice. Show prep is hard. It's usually three months of complete restrictive dieting. Almost no carbs. And the carbs they do have, usually they pick white rice. Because it does help keep the muscles fuller. Over sweet potatoes. Over white potatoes. Over any other kinds of carbs we could discuss here that lots of competitors could diet on. Okay, so that's carbs. That's another way to... Get a pump to keep the muscle full, 
to bring blood into the muscle. Next is sleep. What? Sleep? Yes, sleep. Good fucking sleep. Not a little sleep. Not shitty sleep. Good sleep. It lowers your cortisol. It helps your body release all of the good hormones to support your body. It gives you better focus because your mind's going to work better. It gives you better energy. So stay away from bad karma, arguments, shitty food, high stress, all that bad shit before you sleep. That stuff fucks your mojo up and it's going to ruin your sleep. Sleep is vital to everything. It's important than way more than just pumps. So make it sacred, six to eight hours. If you're not getting good sleep, you can gain fat. Your wounds will not heal. Your muscles will not heal. You will have brain fog, poor hormone release and production. So make it very, very fucking important for everything. This is not just for pumps. But you're not going to have good workouts and you're not going to get good pumps if you don't get good sleep. Make it sacred. Next, electrolytes. I mentioned earlier, especially sodium, salt. It's demonized a lot in the media and by other freaking health so-called experts. They're fucking idiots. But it's absolutely necessary for life, like you would fucking die if you had no salt in your system. Potassium and potassium and magnesium are also very important. These are your electrolytes. But why is sodium demonized in America? Because of 90% of people's diets. It's processed shit food. Super ridiculously high in sodium if you eat mostly clean natural healthy diet foods the way nature is intended the way it was put here not the way that man has processed it and ran it through and stuck it in bags and plastic and all sorts of other shit Well, if you're eating a good, clean, healthy diet, you're going to probably need more sodium. So don't believe the demonized cult out there that's against sodium and it's going to kill you and raise your blood pressure and murder you. If you got problems and your doctors talk to you about it, well, then listen to him, not me. I'm not trying to supersede your doctor, but I'm just telling you, if you're actually a healthy person, you probably are not getting enough sodium in. So... Look to maybe increase it, especially before a workout. Right? Because it it helps pumps. Try sprinkling a little Himalayan salt in your water right before you go do a workout. Try it. See what happens. There's a really good electrolyte on the market right now called LMNT. Element Don't know how to spell it. Haven't tried it. But reputable people that I trust are using it and raving about it. 
So someday maybe I'll try it. But look into electrolyte supplements or just try the pinch of Himalayan salt in your drink before you go to the gym. Like I said, it'll increase your pump. Next, workout ideas like higher reps. Yes, lower reps build muscle, but often overlooked is high reps thrown in. They can fatigue all of the little muscles in a given area that maybe don't necessarily get fatigued. So, do higher reps. It's going to flush huge amounts of blood into the area. Another idea, go super slow. On the positive and the negative. Up and down. Or down and up. Eccentric, concentric. Whatever way you want to look at it. Go super slow. Slow your tempo down. That can raise the intensity through the roof, thus increasing the pump. So, try something like this. It can have the same effect as the uh, high reps that I was talking about, so why not try that? Next, try shortening your rest periods. So, instead of two minutes, try one minute. Instead of one minute, try 30 seconds. Also, try full range and harder contractions. So, if you're doing bicep curls and you're not going all the way down, go all the way to the bottom, come to the top, and then stop when you hit the peak and squeeze the shit out of your bicep as hard as you can. Alternatively, a different exercise. Let's look at quad extensions. Most people know those on a machine. You're sitting down on it. Extend your legs out nice and slow, full range. You go all the way to the bottom. That's where you're starting. But when you get to the top with your legs and they're fully straight, lock up your quads for a couple seconds and squeeze the shit out of your quads. Super hard contraction, then lower it. Back full range all the way to the bottom. It's all about the squeeze. It'll force tons of blood, pumping the muscle full. Next, you can try supersets. Instead of one set, do two sets. Go straight from doing bicep curls with dumbbells to bicep curls with a bar. That's a superset. A giant set is also another idea. That's three sets. Do your dumbbells, do a barbell, and then go get on a machine for bicep curls. So you got three sets all lined up in one, then take your rest. These produce incredible pumps. Lots of blood flooding the muscle you're after. Okay? So that's another set of ideas that you can use to increase intensity and blood flow into a muscle area. Next is supplements. This is normally the first thing people go to to get a pump. And you know what? Most time 
It's the least fucking effective. You've been brainwashed again by media. Yes. It's the people in the marketing world that have suckered you into believing that they're N.O. Explode or whatever it is is going to give you just veins popping out everywhere and muscle splitting pumps. And most of it's bullshit based on very little science and some of the science is even misleading. I'll get to it. So, some work... Yes, they do, but most, like I said, are bullshit with tons of stimulants, like different forms of caffeine, synephrine, uh, it goes on and on. There's all sorts of synthetic stimulants out there that, that's not going to increase your pump, it's going to give you more energy, which will make you lift probably a little more crazy, but that's also going to be fucking up your heart, and it's not necessarily going to give you a pump. Because it has nothing to do with vasodilation. What you want in a supplement is something to raise nitrous oxide, which causes the vasodilation. Vasodilation is your veins and arteries opening up, meaning less restriction on the blood flow. Some guys, and maybe girls too, um, use prescriptions like Viagra, which we all know is a dick pill. It gives you a hard on, makes it very easy for blood to flush in. Your opens up the vascularity in the penis. It's proven Viagra doesn't just go to your penis. It works on the rest of your vascularity and your body. So you will get better pumps using Viagra. Yes, it works. But you just got to remember it works on your penis too. You could get a hard-on while using this in the gym. So you could get a great pump, but your dick could be sticking up too, which could be very freaking embarrassing. For women, you don't have to worry about that. But for guys, you know, just consider the fact that you could make a fool out of yourself trying to get a pump with this. Unless you got a home gym, then it's okay. You have a big heart on. You hell, you can work out naked. You maybe have your penis lifting a dumbbell. For all I know, um, but that's a prescription too, and that's getting into a whole another level, another world. Um, when you're not using natural products, so by no means am I suggesting it. I'm just saying it does work. It's been proven. So. That's out of the way. We know Viagra does work. Next is an over-the-counter medicine, aspirin. It's a painkiller. It causes you to have less viscosity of the blood, meaning that it thins your blood, allowing better blood flow. Yes, it works. Lots of bodybuilders when I was growing up were using BC powder because it had a mixture of caffeine and a high dose of aspirin. Put those two together, well, it actually caused vasoconstriction because of the caffeine, that's what that does. And then it caused thinning of the blood. So, you would still get pumps from it. 
Heart rate up, veins constrict a little bit, but the blood is so much thinner, it's easy to pump, so you get lots of blood delivery to muscles. Use aspirin alone, or with caffeine, whatever the fuck you choose, but it works. Now, I used to use around 300 grams of uh, the aspirin. Nowadays, I'm using the little baby aspirins. No babies don't fucking take aspirin. But they're called baby aspirin because they're like 85 milligrams. I just use a small amount to just get a little bit of the viscosity thinning effect of the blood to make it flow better during the workout. And if I have any aches and pains, it helps a little bit too. But it's such a low dose, not a big deal at all. And there is absolutely no long-term health benefits, or I'm sorry, health benefits, um, health side effects as far as bad side effects ever that have been shown from low-dose aspirin. So it's safe. Now, if you're doing high-dose aspirin all the time, there might be some side effects. Keep that in mind. Okay, on to actual, natural, or synthetic derived supplements from nature. L-arginine, L-arginine, however you want to pronounce it, has been known for a long time to be majorly used in pre-workouts. But guess what? It's not even very effective. Unless it's injected into you. Because that's what all the supplement companies started throwing arginine into their pre-workouts for because there was studies put out that it increased nitrous oxide and blood flow, vein dilation, pumps from injecting arginine. You're not getting an injection of arginine when you take a pre-workout powder. So they cite studies saying it increases pumps by 667%. Fucking liars. Yes, it did in the study where they were injecting a rat or a person. But you're not fucking injecting it. You're taking it orally, which mostly is destroyed in your stomach gastric acids. So hardly any of it even gets into your bloodstream where it can be effective. So you don't believe the hype. There's just too much destroyed in your gut to be effective. So if you're buying arginine on its own, or you're buying pre-workouts that have arginine in it, don't believe it. It's bullshit. It's based off of studies that have nothing to do with taking an oral supplement. You're not injecting it. Remember that. More promising. L-citrulline. Much higher conversion to arginine with almost no destruction in the stomach. So take L-citrulline if you want a better pump effect. There's lots of L-citrulline you can buy out there on its own. It's in a lot of pre-workouts now. It's well known to be in watermelon. It's more easily digested, just put it that way. Arginine doesn't have anything on it. So you get better pumps and it's documented to be proven to work orally where arginine is not. 
even better. Seems like we're just getting better and better here. Beetroot powder. You can either get it in the powder form or you can get it in pills. Absolutely proven to raise your nitrous oxide and achieve better pumps orally. Orally, it digests and converts to nitrous oxide. So look into beetroot powder if you're interested in the supplement that can help you. Next, you probably wouldn't expect this to be on the list, but creatine. Yes, good old-fashioned creatine, the most widely tested and used supplement of all time. It works. It raises water retention and cell volume and increases your pumps as well as your strength. It's it got to be the best documented supplement out there of all time. Orally, this is going to work. Most people, 5 grams a day up to 10 grams a day. The older you get, the more you need. You get it in your diet no matter what, but having extra always helps. So, look into forms of creatine. The more pure, the better it is. The better digestible, easier accessible it is for you, the better. So, there you go. A whole list of things to look into for pumps. Most of them don't include supplementation, which is what most people expect. Don't worry about the supplements. Think about the other things first that I talked about. Think about different ways of working out. Higher reps. Think about uh, doing, um, oh, what was I talking about? Uh, super slow. Positive and negative. Uh, going full range. Shortening your rest periods. Um, doing full range with hard contractions at peak. Supersets and giant sets. Think about electrolytes, especially sodium, salt. Huge benefit from that. It attracts water into the blood and the muscle and increases your muscle contractions. So you're going to get better pumps using sodium. Next, I mentioned sleep. It's probably one of the most important things, hands down, period, if you want to change the way your body looks or the way your mind works, or burning body fat, or the hormones you're producing, anything. Sleep is so important. Consolidating memories from the day. I mean, there's so many things that sleep has to do with. If you're not getting a good six to eight hours of sleep, please try and do something about that. Carbs. Think about carbs and your timing before your workout. If you're low carbs. If you're eating carbs all the time, try and make better choices. And definitely get away from processed motherfucking carbs. I talk about that every time I talk about carbs. Get away from the processed trash shit in boxes, in cans, in uh, packages. Uh, It doesn't make a difference. What the fuck ever it is, man. Just try and get natural carbs the way that nature actually made it. If you can, it's worth it. Other than that, just timing. 
timing it somewhere before your workout or if you work out early in the morning, do a carb dinner. Just keep it within reason. Don't go overboard and eat 500 grams of fucking carbs during a meal because you're going to start getting fat. So, and then water, of course. Water is the main thing your body is made of. Get water in. Stay hydrated if you want to get any kind of a pump. You want a full muscle, you must be hydrated. Dehydration will lead you to being very gaunt. You won't have any fullness to your muscles. You will not be able to get pumps when you're dehydrated. So, just remember all these little pump techniques. Go back over it, or maybe you took notes and you caught some stuff that you never thought of before. Use it. And best wishes to you, because that's the end of this pump session. May you get a good pump and be calming all day long like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because it does feel good. And that's all I got to say about it, man. Until next time, if you enjoyed the information you're getting, please subscribe and rate the show. It helps bring other new people to find the show from the algorithm. If they see ratings and reviews, then it gets shown to more people. If they're good ratings. If they're shitty ratings, then I'll probably get canceled. So hopefully it's going to be a good rating and review you leave me. And then the next thing is if you feel like supporting the program, look for the anchor link wherever you got to this show from. There should be a link in the show description that you can support the show for as low as a dollar a month up to $10 a month. I would greatly appreciate it. It would help me keep this thing going. So if you would consider doing that, I would greatly appreciate it. But no matter what, I'm going to keep putting free information out for all of the people out there in podcast land. So thank you for showing up for another episode of Keeping It Real. And I will catch you next time. Love you guys out there. Take care. Later. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you, but please do all of this at your own risk.